The Air Force is changing the amount of time its training leaders spend as teachers and away from their occupational and operational specialties. Trainers are now required to spend only three years on duty. Federal News Network Scott Massioni spoke with 2nd Air Force Commander Major General Timothy Leahy and Chief Master Sergeant Joanne Bass about the change. We heard loud and clear from our instructors and our military training leaders the um, the challenges that they have in, the, in their day-to-day business. While it's a value-added um, experience that they're going through, it, it comes with the challenges of, you know, ha- having a certain amount of airmen assigned to them and just the continual train of 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 training um, and so forth. So, so we listen to them in terms of how much the special duty job puts on them. And with that, in, in discussions with the career field managers and, and things like that, we decided that the prime amount of time that we're looking for when it comes to um, special duty assignment for those specific targeted DSCs is really three years. And so it was a big win um, to, to make that happen for our airmen. What does the change in tour mean for Airmen's families and for their careers? So, so real quick, here's one thing that I do think is important to note, that, that while we adjusted the tour length to three years, it's three years with an opportunity to extend. And so that's an uh, important thing to do. Um, you know, we, we've lessened the time from four years with an opportunity extend to three years with an opportunity extend. We think that for the member and their families, this is, this is a win because you know, one, it doesn't, the stressors of that, that accompany the job, you know, will be perhaps, you know, um, lessened to the amount of it just being the three years. Um, from an Air Force readiness standpoint, it's a win because those members get back to their operational, um, uh, duties quicker, faster with the skill sets that they've learned throughout that special duty. Um, so from that aspect, um, both the operational piece and the readiness piece that the Air Force gains back by rotating members through, through a special duty for just three years uh, is a lot better. And then from a family aspect, again, as I mentioned, I think it's a win because we put a lot and ask a lot of these members, um, whether they're an instructor or MTL, um, and, you know, to, to lessen that for about a year um, is a win for that family member. I think the essence of what your question is comes back to, you know, where are we trying to go as an Air Force? And and General Goldfein talks about making the squadron the center of our Air Force, uh, you know, elements. You know, from the squadron comes all power of our Air Force. Uh, so, so, so that squadron, that operational squadron, is a key touchstone in maintaining airmen, preparing airmen, uh, and, and having airmen focused on the mission. So, so the, the three-year tour does does a few things, but but a part of that was to look at how do we restore that balance between that operational readiness and lethality of our air force and the ability to take a professional development assignment, which which challenges you to do something different. Uh, which is always good to challenge the mind to do something different, uh, gives you a little bit of a break from that from that operational um, tempo, which has been you know pretty you know significant uh, since we've been at combat now for for you know 18 years, and so it's, it's that it's that right mix is where we saw it, and that that comes from really talking to our airmen, talking to our career field man- managers, which are looking at how they move a specific 
you know, AFSC through the system and how much time out of their operational mission can, can we allow them to have and not lose that edge and at that same time make sure, because we're talking about staff sergeants, tech sergeants, master sergeants, in some cases senior master sergeants, um, that are that, that critical knowledge base of our Air Force, as we refer to our five and seven levels, that, that really understand how to make that mission happen. Uh, so too much time away uh, deprives the operational squadrons of that really needed expertise, and at the same time uh, wants to get them back in there so that they don't lose that critical skill and, and, and have to sort of relearn. And in some aspects for the, for the staff sergeants, maybe even tech sergeants, that they start to lose a little bit of their ability to progress through that operational system because they've been away from their, their core duty for, for maybe a little bit too long. So, so three years looks like the right mix um, of, of time away, professionally developing them, challenge them to be on more of the leadership side of the house, and then bring that leadership skill back to the operational squadron where they fine-tune that and now bring it back to where we're trying to uh, make, make that operational squadron that, that most critical you know, combat-building block of our Air Force. Why is it so important to do these changes for this specific occupation compared to the tons of other Air Force specialties out there? Well, the really simple answer is because these are the ones that Second Air Force oversees. Right. Uh, and we listen to, we, we talk to our airmen and ask them, uh, where, where are they? Uh, do they think that four years is too long? Do they think that four years is too little? Uh, where would be that right mix? Uh, and we really listened to our airmen that said, hey, at about three years, we, we really start to feel a little bit um, like we're losing the focus that we had when we came in. It's, it's a, I mean, not, not to overplay the, the term, but it's a little bit of a 24-7 kind of responsibility. Uh, you know, they're always on call. They're always ready to step in. If there's a problem in the, in the unit that they're pushing through training, they're going to be there. They're going to be there to assist, to help, to to make sure everything's going right. So it's, you know, it puts a lot of, uh, you know, stress on on that balance between work and family life. Uh, so so three years is about the right time frame. Now, does that mean, that, you know, as you've hinted to, well, are there other AFSCs or other jobs that are Air Force that that are longer than three years? Well, the answer is yes. And you know, one of the strengths of the United States Air Force, I would argue the United States military in general, is that we pay attention to lessons learned. So so we will gather the lessons learned from what's the benefit of a three-year versus four-year tour. And if that is a best practice and we really see that's making a significant difference, then our Air Force will probably look to adopt that across other uh, career fields and other positions and other jobs. Um, but, But the simple reality is these were the ones that Second Air Force specifically oversaw, and so we're the one we're just taking responsibility for for the area that we oversee, working with our airmen. Uh, it doesn't mean that it doesn't make sense for the rest of the Air Force. It doesn't mean that it makes sense for the rest of the Air Force. But we'll capture those lessons learned, and we'll make sure the whole Air Force gets to see them. And if it is a the right answer, then we'll it will most likely uh, be looked at to adopt across the rest of the Air Force. The training environment is unique, and so within Second Air Force. of all airmen serving in today's Air Force comes through Second Air Force. And so if you take that from a perspective of trainees coming into our Air Force 
first CR MTIs, you know, the, fir- the first AFSC that, that is seeing the impacts of this. And, and as the general uh, alluded to, you know, t- it is a 24-7 job. And when you look at how much responsibility they have to get these citizens that are coming from all walks of life in America and try to um, help um, develop them and mold them into the airmen that we need, um, it is, you know, a big deal. And so we've got to pour into that group of people. And then they pass the baton off to the next echelon of training, which is our tech training organization, where our MTLs, in partnership with our tech training instructors, really have the charge of growing that airman into whatever their functional expertise is. And again, we're not talking small numbers here. So um, I, I don't know too many AFSCs that are single-handedly responsible for 40 to 50, upwards of 120 trainees in their in their charge. And so to that end, a 24-hour job of growing the airman that we need for the Air Force that we need. Um, and that is why these AFSCs, MTIs first, MTLs, tech training instructors, and then our PME instructors fall in line as well. How did you reach out to your airmen? And then what did you specifically hear from them? Did they want to spend more time with their family? Did they want more career options? Uh, what was sort of the feedback? So we have a uh, military command military training office here in 2nd Air Force. And so they sent out surveys to our airmen. And in those surveys, you know, the questions deliberately written out really to ask them about um, their experiences as an MTI and or MTL. And so from those um, from the data points that we got back, we had very candid feedback from our airmen um, sharing the, the unanimously, you know, they benefited from a special duty assignment. But with that, we heard loud and clear the challenges that they shared that they had, which is um, uh, some of them expressed challenges with, hey, I feel like I'm disconnected from my career field and I'm losing my operational edge to this duty is putting a hardship on my family, um, whether they, um, you know, are a single parent, dual military, um, or, or whether they have a, you know, family member who works. It, it, the challenges were loud and cleared in those surveys. To a company, you know, me and the boss are around talking to our airmen often um, at all of their different installations, and when. They come up to us and 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 share with us the, how much they love their job, but man, you know it does take its toll. Um, we heard it verbally from them as well. How are you going to be listening for future issues and creating those lessons learned that the general was talking about? So Scott, this is General Lay. So the, the exact same way the chief just talked about. We, we can we we're asking our airmen and, and pulsing our airmen, our MTIs, our MTLs, our academic instructors. Uh, on a reoccurring basis, you know, every time they, you know, depart the unit, every time they come in halfway through, uh, almost a near real-time basis, we're constantly asking them. So, so part of that is just continuing that same process. The other part of that is back to that balance that we talked about is also talking with the uh, career field managers who are in charge of taking these AFSCs and, and, and overseeing them throughout our Air Force. And asking them, hey, what's the what's the right time frame? How how much do you feel you can give this five or seven level without it impacting the operational readiness of the squadron? Uh, how much of of each uh, expertise is lost 
when they're out of that career field for three or four or longer, uh, because it'll, you know, pick cyber, for instance. I mean, you know, as we all know, you know, the Moore's law, every 18 months, you, you can increase the processing capacity. We could debate if that's going to sustain itself through in, in perpetuity. But the changes are, are pretty, you know, dynamic. And if, and if you haven't been in that operational world for a while and you show back up, you, you feel like you're a little bit behind step. You've missed a little bit. And it's hard to slide back in as that five or seven level or that NCO that's really going to be out there helping lead the forces, and to lead the forces, our NCO core needs to be an expert in what they're doing. So, so it's really that balance. So it's, it's working with the, the operational units, asking them, hey, is this about the right time frame? Working with those that are in the, in the DSC positions here, is this about the right time frame? And then we'll also watch, because, you know, as the chief hit on, it's a three-year tour, but the ability to extend. And we'll, and we'll pay attention to that. And how many people are asking to extend another year or two? Uh, why? And what, is, what does the career field feel? Is that value added or, or is that negative? So we'll continue to look at that, that if you will, that yin and yang of is three years the right time. And uh, if, if the answer is um, no, then we'll, then we'll readdress it. Um, but based on everything we've heard to date, um, we think four years wasn't the right answer, and, and three years was more apropos to meet that uh, critical balance that we talked about earlier. Sergeant Yaus, could you tell us a little bit about your experience as a trainer and what you've gone through? I've been in MTL currently since February. Um, it's a little bit different for me because I am single and I don't have a family or um, kids or anything, but it is definitely um, very demanding, more so, I believe, for where I'm at because we do have such a large number of airmen. Um, where our location is, we're three squadrons in the same building. So at any given time, we have upwards of about 950 airmen um, among the three squadrons. The squadron that I'm in specifically has the most amount with the most medical AFSCs. Um, it is a very um, demanding job, like Chief and the General said, as far as with our hours. And I believe from my peers, um, that's really what's affected with them because of their families. Um, our shifts range anywhere between about nine to 10 hours a day. We work weekends. It's a 24 hour job, um, overnight shifts and things are constantly changing. So in order to be there for our airmen, it, it takes a lot from us. Um, I know that we all love our job, but the concerns from my peers speaking since the um, subject came apart was more so what was already been said as far as being away from your career field for a certain amount of time, um, whether that includes promotion or making sure that you're really still relevant whenever you get back and you're still able to um, give back to the fight in that aspect. Have you found that any of your skills have deteriorated or that you are worried about the possible deterioration of skills now that you've been on this tour for a while? Personally, so I'm security forces by trade. Um, I was already working towards doing the IPAP program that is at Fort Sam prior to being vectored for this assignment, um, which is an enlisted to commissioning program to become a physician's assistant. So for me uh, personally, it was a perfect opportunity because I am here and I'm able to um, submit a package for that program while I'm here. Um, personally, I don't think so. I have goals that don't necessarily include me going back to my career field if that's the route that I do take. Um, so I will be choosing the four-year option because I had already planned out um, that goal to commission within my four years. But I don't think necessarily that it, um, it has at this point. I know that um, I have other peers that 
um, our MTIs within my career field and other instructors that do see that, um, not necessarily as a bad thing, like it's not adding to their career, but um, for example, I have a friend that started being a military training instructor the same time I became an MTL, and she voices the same concerns as far as um, promotion to master sergeant and still being able to promote and excel through our career field and, and give back in that aspect of her rank. Um, so that is a concern of hers to do the three years. Um, I don't think, like I said personally, that it takes away, but I know that I come from specific missions within my career field that um, do take a lot of job knowledge and a lot of things to keep up with. And I do think that if my plan later on would be to go back to my career field, that it would be difficult to have to, you know, regain that knowledge and um, get back in the fight, so to speak, to be able to help those airmen coming in. Second Air Force Chief Master Sergeant Joanne Bass and Commander Major General Timothy Leahy. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.